Are we live? Oh. Wagwan there. <laughs> You've stumbled upon the All The Way Live podcast, where the vulnerable are powerful and the most gangster thing you could do is serve. We welcome you into this space. My homeboy's way is about to tell you what y'all gonna get. Let them know. Indeed, this is the All The Way Live podcast, the sober version, well, better yet, the more mature version of the All The Way Live podcast. This is our new tone that we have decided to adapt because it's very serious. However, nonetheless, it does not change <laughs> what we bring on a weekly basis, which is this carefully curated content for your cranium. Me and my brother Miles over here, we take the week to take information, take stories, take thoughts, ideas, and try to create conversation that can resonate with y'all because we know that people are going through it, man. We know people are going through it. And whether it's one person, 10 people, 10,000 people, a million people listening, it don't matter to us. Absolutely, everybody is welcome over here into the space. This is a space of positivity. This is a space of encouragement, a space for learning and expanding minds, and a space to be open and talk with my brother, man. Yes, sir. This is also a space of gratitude. We appreciate y'all joining us, no matter where y'all are joining us from, whether it's SoundCloud, YouTube, whether y'all on Apple Music, Spotify, whether y'all on Stitcher. We giving y'all love, man. We giving y'all a warm welcome to this right here. You already know what's going on, man. Chicago is in the building. Joe Berg is in the building. Brought to you by the illustrious Gallery Momo on that side. As always, the foliage, the art. My boy's got the TEDx t-shirt. That's how you know we're going to really be serving up them topics. You know what I'm saying? Really going to be serving up that knowledge. And the other constant that happens on this show, man, is that Chicago is in the building and that this show is recorded on stolen land. That's right, man. This land here in Chicago was cared for by the Potawatomi people, the Council of the Three Fires, and the violence done to remove the indigenous people from this land is inseparable from the state that we find this country in, this city in, and this world in. So with that, we lift up love for indigenous people the world over. We lift up love between black and brown people the world over. Unity, you know what the vibes is, man. You know what I'm saying? With that intro over, let's get into the show. We got a lot for y'all, man. What's going on, brother? Hey man, I'm good. I'm good, brother Miles. How how you doing on your side of the world? I'm smooth, man. I'm smooth. I'm 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 adapting. You know what I'm saying? I'm being flexible. You know, there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot going on. Uh a lot of it good, some of it tough, but we're we're making the moves that we gotta make and, and we're making space for the things that are important, like this show right here. So I'm full of gratitude. I'm happy to be back in conversation with you and the people. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad that you touched on the point of gratitude and the fact that a lot's going on because, like, one of the things that I wanted to be able to bring in terms of conversation we can have is what it looks like to to be up to handling pressure, what it looks like to handle workload. You know, um, I, I feel as though with this new type of working environment that we've got into, right, where people are not able to work from home there's a lot more options regarding how you can spend your time where it used to be a simple nine to five, you know, I'm going to clock in, I'm going to clock out, which is no, that that's totally okay. But when it comes more towards how do you manage dealing with different things at the same time and the workload and the pressure that comes with that, that's just been something that's been on my mind uh, lately, you know, and I wondered if it's something that you find yourself dealing with in the many hats that you wear from, 
Manuel Foundation from the University of Chicago, from the deepest Chicago um, depository in your board positions as an impact leader. You know, it, it, it's uh, from the outside one was... <laughs> No, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to tell everybody out there, get you a friend that knows all your titles and all of your patinas, you know what I'm saying? All of the colors, the, the hats that you wear. Get you somebody that can read your accolades off like that, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> all, all to say, man, how do you handle it, right? How do you, how do you deal with that many things on your plate on a daily basis? I've seen your calendar. You know, it's meeting, 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 meeting. Meaningful meeting, <laughs> podcast meeting. Word, word. And now having to like create space between meetings to get back and forth again. You know, we went from Zoom meetings where them joints would be lined up hour to hour. And now you might need 515 to get to the next one. It's a lot of coordination going on. But with that, two things. One is one is gratitude. And I'm going to circle back to that with my, my favorite quote about pressure. But the other one is organization. So get get organized, get your calendar right, your Google calendar, your Outlook calendar, get your notebooks right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your whatever your flow is, whether it's post-its notes, whether it's sticking stuff up on the walls, you know what I'm saying? Get whatever it is, get right, whether it's file folders and cabinets, whether it's, you know, stuff to to organize your desk, get your that that organization is is key and and creating a space where like, I mean, this might sound kind of frivolous, but creating a space where the work is colorful and inviting and clean, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing more overwhelming than coming back to a desk or a workspace where there's papers everywhere and you don't know how you're going to find what you're going to need and what you need to reference. That adds to how daunting the work mm. can be. So get organized. Um, and then gratitude, man. The My favorite quote about pressure is from Damian Lillard when they asked him how you deal with the pressure of hitting big shots and big moments. And he goes, that's not pressure. Pressure is figuring out where your next meal is going to come from. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Pressure is not knowing what you're going to eat and not knowing where your kids are, if they're safe. Like he, he really put that in perspective and I carry that with me every day. It's just being like, yo, do I, whether or not I've eaten lunch, because sometimes we got to hold ourselves accountable for taking care of ourselves, but whether or not I've eaten lunch, is there something in the fridge I could eat? And if I couldn't eat it, could I go get something from the store? You know what I mean? And if that's if that's good, if my next meal is good, if I'm going to sleep is good, and I can say the same for my friends and family, that's the number one thing that calms me down and goes, no matter how, what the pressure is, if everybody's good, we're going to get through this. What are some of the... Yeah, I know, I'm, go ahead. That That's one of the things, like, out of the work, the, this impact work that we do, right, where we're constantly in the community with people that are really going through some, really going through very difficult living environments outside of their control, right? They just so happen to be born on the on the on the wrong part of land, you know. And because of that, there's now generations of them that have been indebted to the system. And that the the talk about uh, you, you want to talk about generational curses that people have to come through, let alone the struggles of just being alive and sustaining and what it takes to invest in your growth, you're still shaking off generational curses. We now know that addiction um, addiction can change up the genetic makeup of a lineage of family, you know? We also know that uh, trauma, there was a study that came out that trauma is akin to, uh, trauma, trauma has measurable brain-altering 
um, impacts on the mind. And the study was done on black females, right? So when, when it circles down to gratitude, I think doing what you love is where a lot of the gratitude comes into play. And where, for instance, on a day like this, where we're both juggling a few things in our schedule, we have, I have the gratitude of saying, and I get to my best friend and create something positive that we're going to then share out with people. I'm, I'm grateful for that and then can immerse myself in that gratitude. Larger than that is exactly what you're talking about, knowing what people are going through and being able to say, at the end of the day, what, what is it? Air is air, water is water, the rest is mental. Like we, outside of, outside of what we're doing, People are really, really going through it. That's why we even do this show. <laughs> we do this show because you see how much people are going through it. Man, there's a lot of gratitude that comes from that for sure. Word, word, big facts. Heavy with the quotes today, man. I heard, I heard some big crit in there. Uh, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw one more of mine. That's that's one of my favorites. Is that perspective is the only superpower? Jazz Water said that. Right. And that's so true, man. That ability to to see challenges as opportunities, that ability to see the 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 struggle that other people have as a reason to be happy for what you have. You know what I mean? It takes presence of mind. It takes uh, a peaceful mind to do that. Uh, and so I know that you're also a part of Mandulo and handling, you know, big financial things over with 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 a with the company over uh, uh, with Chummy and there's, there's, there's major things happening with you, with your, with your moves to school. So with all of those things, uh, how do you, how do you balance that pressure yourself? From a practical standpoint, um, like you said, I, I think organization is key. I'm learning to be more forgiving to myself about maybe not the checking off all of the, the, the checks, off of the list, you know, and really allowing myself to respond to my body. There are times where I might not be able to get through all of it, but still being kind with myself and being like, listen, I might not get through this today, but I'll get on top of it tomorrow, that type of thing. Because one of the things that, one of the things that we lose in the pursuit of, 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 you know, when you're motivated by your growth is we beat ourselves up about not necessarily doing all the things that we want to do, right? And if today is a quotable day, then <laughs> we could throw in one more in there, which is that, um, and, and I think uh, Tony Robbins said this, right? He said, most people underestimate what they can accomplish. Most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a day, you know? And so I think, I think understanding just that perspective of, of how to pace myself with timing. So Google Calendar for sure, my Google Calendar lesson, I got two diaries that I roll around with. Um, Siri on my hand keeps me on task. You know? <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole lot of um, this, this. And then you also start to have fun with planning these things out. You know, it's just like, ah, this is part of the next process. Let me set up my week calendar, know where the meetings are, carve out the space for, um, in making space for uh, taking care of myself. That's the big one. That That's the big one. Scratch everything else making sure my body is taken care of, waking up, investing in my body, making sure that in my day, there's time to do things that I love that are outside of work, whether it's read, meditate, whatever the case is, that's, I think, what what it keeps pushing when things get very difficult, for sure. Yeah, man, I appreciate everything that you had to, to add to that. 
I think the final note I want to touch on is just your support system. You know what I mean? It's important to you. We a lot of us spend a lot of our time running around in in our jobs, competing with people that are also putting on their best, uh, you know, representation of success, right? And we're comparing ourselves to to that that veil that we see, right? Of our coworkers, of you know, the people that we interact with on a regular that might not be keeping it a hundred. And it's important to have that circle of people that you can talk to that can remind you that they're do. Hopefully, hopefully the people around you are doing good. You're surrounding yourself with people that are successful and ambitious and are striving for similar things that you're striving for. And if they are, then they're probably in a position where there are wins, but they share in the losses with you too. A lot of the coworkers that you might not have a relationship with that you want to, you know, compare yourself to a lot of the the people, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on socials, whether it's in your neighborhood that you see, but might not know. The important thing is to have people that ground you, that remind you that there is a flip side, people that you can discuss that with people that you can really, you know, and, 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 and vent on. So you don't have to take that negative energy other places when the L comes and, and people that you can share the wins with. So that you can be uh, not a not a sore winner or, or be a graceful winner in all the spheres where that's necessary. But get your your rah-rahs and your gunshots and your air horns off with your peoples. You know, that support system is is huge uh, for both your, your personal life and your professional life. Yeah. And how one builds that support system is by being a support system to somebody else. You know, it, that there's, there's a thing about reciprocity when it comes to these types of things. You you almost channel that which you want by becoming that, you know, being the best example of that, that you want to be able to, that you want to see. And there's obviously the, the, the whole thing of expectation when it comes to support. And that's where self-honesty and honesty with the people around you comes into play. If there's something you can't do, being open about being like, this is, listen, this is something that I can't do, but also investing in being the right type of support system for somebody else. So thanks for, for, for touching up on that support system part of it i think it's it, it's it's key it's key and you actually just made it into my support system today dude congratulations you should go on big up yourself oh dude hold on i need to are we live wow. go on big up yourself yeah i i i i wasn't sure we put in the application we were waiting on pins and needles pins and needles people but you know Salvation. Yeah. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. You go home and you tell you tell your family about that one. You're going to be proud of it. Just about but- <laughs> right. right. Yo. But yeah, build your support system up, man. We And we appreciate y'all. Y'all are our support system. So we appreciate y'all supporting the show. Go ahead, take this moment to like, comment, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? If you dig the conversation, share this conversation with whoever you think might need to hear it. And if you think we're crazy or whack or you love us or you hate us, put that in the comments and let us know, man, if we should keep going, what we should talk about. You know what I'm saying? And, and if there's anything you want to ask, let us know, man. Sway. Yeah. Where we going to also find us... People can also find us on Reddit. We just created a new Reddit page. We're going to start engaging with y'all on Reddit. We're going to start going live real soon. So Reddit is up. Don't forget to check us out over there. We're answering, responding. Me and Miles are Redditors. So get your Reddit karma coins up, niggas. Come forward. Yes, sir. Cool. All right. Hey. Uh, stumble upon. Indeed. Indeed. Let's hit that drop.
Hey, y'all, come look at this. Let's get it. Perfect. Yo, so over over the, the, the last week, something that uh, was happening that really came, that, that really stood out to us was the migrants in Haiti and Texas, specifically when those when the, when the images came out of what looked like the 1800s where the, where the, the patrol officers won horses and whipping people uh, as our in-house resident what is happening in the united states this time correspondent miles xavier over to you yes it's it's really simple and really sad um we've talked about on this show the the series of of events that has left haiti in a in a very tumultuous place right they had an earthquake that they still hadn't recovered from some years ago. More recently this year, their president was assassinated, followed by another earthquake, right? And so with so much of this going on, the economy is in a very unstable state. Safety is is very questionable. And access to healthcare, we're still in a pandemic, y'all, is, is limited, right? And so because of that, a lot of folks from Haiti are making their way looking for refuge in in other countries traveling through south and central america uh up towards the united states right and what we're seeing the response from the u.s is 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 uh despicable right so we've seen at the border people just treating these these refugees these migrants uh, in a way that is inhumane, right? So I don't think we want to really show any of the pictures, but to give you all the gist of it, it's looking very, uh, very slavish. It's looking very zealous, which means it looks like a whole bunch of people were very ready to play cowboy. We're very ready to pull some whips out and and use this as a horrible, distorted, disgusting role play of of things that we've seen in the past with with black bodies and so uh the u.s is scrambling to clean this up at this point you know what i mean they've they've tried to limit the non-official people that are participating in and rounding up uh the 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 migrants but even rounding up even language like that man that that's the that's the language that the photos evoke and it's 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 nasty so uh it's a it's a crisis it's a crisis a lot a lot of a lot of haitian people thousands and thousands of migrants trying to find somewhere safe to live uh in the u.s we already know with its immigration policies especially on the mexico border side very limited not wanting to to open those 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 gates to to house those type of people right our type yeah. of people, people of color, right? And so we're seeing that discrimination in real time. We're seeing violence against these people. And it's horrible, man. It is. It is. And I think like part of what gets ignored in the whole in the whole story, especially from a geography perspective, when people are wondering how do Haitians get into um Texas, right? Like where are they coming from? I think there's a lot of um, knowledge that can be shared around the history of how Haitians have made it into that area. So as you have mentioned, the Haiti has, has, for lack of a better term, really gotten the brunt of the stick when it comes to the geography and socio-political situation. Um, we're speaking poverty at levels that are constantly at some of the lowest in the world on a year-on-year basis, um, fueled by 
these massive earthquakes recently just being hit by um, an, another earthquake that just came in. They're still recovering from the 2011 earthquake and then this start 16 earthquake and this one hits again, which also pre predated the 2011 earthquake. It's almost coming on, 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 a, on a cycle. So just imagine a country that continues to get raised to the ground and then on top of that, trying then to create a political system that tries and governs it and even that is failing an economy that doesn't exist because there's no infrastructure to house it. So we're dealing with um, destitution at some of the highest levels. Now, in as part of the as part of the uh, the, the exercise to help with um, uh, asylum seekers and things of that nature, a lot of Haitians were except, a lot of Haitians were taken to South America to go work over there, um, Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, uh, and even Mexico. Uh, a lot of asylum seekers were accepted by those countries, and the relationship was somewhat um, was was somewhat workable uh, for the sake that uh, the the those countries at the time needed an immense number of workers that could be paid rather cheaply in order to take up some of the jobs that needed to be done. Right, and when the economy was working, that works out perfectly. But then, following COVID and then the economic crisis that happened then. You know, people forget that a lot of countries are still still mid-COVID right now and have not bounced back from that economic disruption. Those places got extremely, extremely hostile. Opportunities dried up, money dries up. So now you have this group of people who then are, are not from that part of the world, are not at home, and are now looking for even more opportunities. And that part of the world opportunity lives up north. And so you have this exodus of people that are pushing through through what is one of the most dangerous places to move through, the Darien Gap. Yeah, and that's that's important to note as well, right? The First of all, thank you for bringing the history into it, but also the part that this is a difficult journey, right? This isn't, you know, a, a, a ferry ride to another harbor where you try and get into the United States. These people are risking their lives, their trying to to take their families with them traveling with whatever they can carry to start a new life like this is not a, this is not a whimsical decision this is that there's a quote that i want to man we and we have been killing them with the quotes today but there's a quote that i wish i knew who to attribute it to but it's that you don't people don't choose to leave home unless home becomes unsafe unless home becomes a place where it's more it the it's more dangerous to stay than it is to leave, right? They don't detach themselves from their culture and from their history lightly, and I think that's what and 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 it's one of the most human experiences that people can have to go through, right? People throughout as for all of human existence have encountered things where that have made them have to migrate, have made them have to change places, and for us to treat that without humanity when we see it happening in the world is is the most disappointing part about this man so we lift up love for not only the migrants that are that are Haitian that are making their way to safety and in, in wherever they wherever they can be found but also for the the migrants that are leaving Afghanistan another topic we've touched on just places all over the world where it's not safe for people to live and they're looking for better lives and so we need to take a look at ourselves and figure out what type of world do we want to live in? One where we close the door in the face of that or one where we work something out so that everybody can have their basic human rights. It's a, that conversation gets real tricky 
especially from let's say a more personal from a more personal example right in south africa right now we have a massive inflow of migrants from zimbabwe from maputo from all you know zambia a bunch of different places these migrants are crossing through the wilderness to get it to get it right but the 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 influx of these migrants into the system is crippling an already weak system so the south african economy is 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 uh, notoriously um, on a steady decline. You know, we covered when unemployment rates in South Africa is the highest in the world, right? And that is just from the people that were that were uh, that were uh, sent out the that were included in the statistics. Because I can guarantee you that that number is probably even higher than that, right? So you have already a, a very weak economy, but there's an influx of people coming in. Now, we've tried, there's been efforts to, to try and mitigate that, but add into that a corrupt border system, and whatever the case is, essentially those, door, those doors are, are, are as open as, as, as most passages into countries can. So it's a little bit conflicting on, on, on my end because the obvious solution into it is that, let me not say the obvious solution, the simple economic solution to that would be invest in the wall. Build a wall, right? Build a wall, invest in the security, whatever the case is. But that to me is not necessarily a long lasting impact. Where a country needs to, where it seems like there's opportunity for a country to make impact is to invest in the country where those people are coming in from. But then the question is, to what extent does one invest in those countries? Which countries are the ones considered? And also, a lot of times, these countries where people are leaving are brought on by political, um, are brought on by political. Um, corruptness, in, in, ineptitude, that type of thing. So it's, it's, it's really tricky, you know, and, and sitting here as a South African, listening to the, and picking up the, you know, we're, we're shining a light on the Haitian migration, we're shining a light on the, um, on the uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan migration and also the Djibouti uh, migration. There's a lot of countries where really there's nothing there for people to be there for. Um, and this opportunity lives a very difficult walk away, <laughs> you know. Um, how does yeah. it's, it's conflicting to find the answer to that? Yeah, a thousand percent. And by saying something like, you know, do we want to do we want to close the door? I think the the important thing is, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to oversimplify, right? There are there are definitely spaces where the economic uh, what what it can what the economy can handle limits how many people can migrate there and and contribute to the economy how many jobs there are right but what we can't close the door on is treating people with respect treating people with humanity so even if we have very difficult decisions to make about who can stay in the country about what we do with refugees what we do with migrants we can never discard their humanity or our own in the way that we treat them right and when we bring out whips and cages we're discarding both their humanity and our own so big up diplomatic solutions peaceful solutions human-centered solutions uh for all of these for all of these issues and all of the spaces where they happen but it is it is complicated it is very 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 complex man yeah, it is. It is. I, for one, is someone that believes in not just gig economies, but believes in the power of the internet. 
I think that if we can give enough people the tools to be able to tap into this uh, the cloud 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 money, um, that that is the path of least resistance in terms of people being able to start making a living for themselves where they are. You know, it makes no sense that we're moving into a future where working from home is a reality as some people are trying to escape the, the, the land and ground in which they would even consider home. That is a backwards uh, backwards movement of what is otherwise a, a positive forward step for humanity, man. So it's, 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 it's a controversial, it's a controversial take to have, you know, and I can admit that it, it's probably a lot it's it's a it's an issue that some of the biggest countries are facing right now. Um, you have uh, China facing that issue. You have uh, China, not to the highest extent, but the U.S. to a very high extent facing that issue. The U.K. Uh, the Europe is facing that issue. Uh, a lot of countries are, you know. So it's a, a tricky one. But love to brag about people all around. Yeah, word. Except R. Kelly. Yeah, no, fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> do you want that to be the do you want that to be the batter that i put up for you uh for just for for posterity am i using that am i using that word correctly that's not yeah. for 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 cooth we can definitely say um for the, yeah, know, something to the effect of <laughs> r kelly is in jail and that's <laughs> rightfully so uh or no let, let me not say that let me not be misleading because he's not in jail actually he's only been convicted his sentencing isn't until may 2022 but r kelly the pipe piper of r&b after like what 30 years of allegations has finally been convicted of sexual assault uh and doing nasty things with minors uh and thank you you found the the perfect the perfect image for this man shout out to the youtube audience Zway's pulling up a a a beautiful representation of of what of what's going on with through the boondocks man this episode aired 16 years ago and it's an episode about the trial of r kelly and i don't even think i'm not even sure if r kelly was on trial at the time just the allegations were floating around but just art imitates life life imitates art and here we are man yo it's crazy, dude. It's crazy because down to the characters and almost down to how they look, it is wild how accurate this Blue Dogs episode matches with what's happening with our character right now. Yeah. So Aaron Magruder, the creator of the Boondocks, depicted a trial of R. Kelly where there were two sides, uh, supporters of, of R. Kelly, people that felt that some type of injustice was being done by his prosecution and by his being depicted as a pedophile, which he is. Uh, and people that were trying to say, we can't allow this man's status or his talent or his celebrity to obscure what is obviously egregious nastiness. Right. And we saw that play out in real time over this, over this week at his real trial in real life. We saw people protesting his prosecution. We saw people protesting that it was a miscarriage of justice, the way that he's been uh, portrayed as a, a sex offender and a predator, which he is. And yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm th this isn't, this is another one that's not too complicated for me to keep it real. Like uh, if you, if you still, 
if you still bump R. Kelly, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, but it's that simple. I was I was smiling and holding myself from laughing because I just read the, the posters and they're misspelled. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. Um, R. Kelly's finally listen, man. I I for one, there, there is a there is a very weird and nasty reality to how people engage with money, power, and fame. And, you know, there's no casting that on, it's a, it is now ingrained into a common, a a type of norm that existed that is completely, completely disgusting. Not just for the offenders, but anybody that, um, anybody that perpetuates it by their actions, by their endorsements, or by their silence, because that happens it's entirely too too common, right? I was listening to, um, I was listening to, I, I forgot exactly what it is. It slips my mind right now. Oh, that's that's right. It, it's a a person who used to work in these cruise liners, right? The the top of the notch billionaire cruise liners. These Jay Z ones where you're spending four million dollars a week to be on there. Um, to no surprise to me at all, turns out a whole bunch of sexual assault lawsuits exist exist in that industry. And to which I say, duh, of course they do, right? Because there's a whole system under it that essentially is there to keep quiet, is there to continue churning out victims that go into their uh, offenders who who pay and then people that keep the system going. So, uh, man, it's it's... I, I hope they find more of them. I hope they find more of them and hang them by the toes. R. Kelly's a nasty dude. And they will. And they will. They will find more politicians. They will find more singers, rappers, actors, CEOs. They will find more people that are abusing power. Uh, and And just because we don't... We spent so long... Even to this day, like with hangups around sexual education all over the world, right? There's and religion plays into that and the separation of school and home and what should be learned in either place plays into that. But clearly what the what is the case is that people aren't getting enough sexual and reproductive health education. People aren't informed about what consent is. Because not only does that I don't I don't think I don't think our R. Kelly's definition or, or firm of consent even applies here. But I'm talking about even our reactions to it, our ability to digest news like this, our tendency to make excuses for celebrities and people in power. Clearly, we don't have the understanding of consent that's necessary. So we need to big up education around sex. We need to get rid of some of these taboos in terms of what we what we teach, what we talk about and have conversations about and open our minds to and hear about the experiences of others with relation to sex. Like it's it's yeah. it's it's horrible to me that that people are defending this man out of ignorance. And it and it's and it's horrible to me that there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background that goes unsaid. Doing some a little bit of research about this, I found out that on X Hamster without the explanatory comma, some of y'all already know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, X Hamster. Some people know what that is. <laughs> but, X, but X Hamster is a, is a... And if you don't, moms that are listening, don't Google it. Yeah, don't Google it. But it's, it's essentially, it's a, it's a porn site where a lot of porn is free. 
and their searches for R. Kelly went up like 388%, right? So in the context of no of of in since his trial, right? So in the context context of knowing what he's been accused of, people are going out and searching this and now understanding that even in them watching it, even in them searching it, they might be re-traumatizing the individual that's experienced, that is the the minor that was unable to consent to being in that video. And to their credit, some of these uh, explicit sites are going out of their way to create messages that say, please don't search for this. It won't be available and, and making that known. But all that to say that there's clearly a lot of sexual hangups, sexual taboos and, and not healthy sexual behavior across the masses that's going unaddressed. And we need to we need to be able to talk about it. If you're predatory, we are we you you gonna have to pay for that. But if you're having thoughts and you're confused and and you're not sure where those where those lines are, you need we need to start having conversations before people continue to act on these, yeah, this misinformation and and being misinformed, not thinking about consent. Rant over. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, man. Nah, but like right off the heels of that Me Too movement, um, there was stories that were there was, there was the the case of Gabby Petito in Texas, I believe, uh, the young lady that went missing, right? Um, but also, something like six hundred Native American women also went missing in the last like few years in in the same area. So yeah, rest in peace. Uh, and, 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 and all of them. But but and, we need to not only care when it's when it's white people that go missing, man, look up the look up the Patrice O'Neill skit about about the white baby, y'all. He sums it up real quick. And I don't disagree with that at all, right? My then this was part of the, the conversation that I wanted to get into because a lot of people were saying, you know, man, it's always the media always loses this. The media cannot help itself with um, being outraged when it comes to white tears, but the tears of uh, black and brown people uh, or non non, let's say, white Caucasian women always tend to go ignored, right? There's at the same time that, uh, at the same time that um, the 600 American, uh, Native American women have gone missing, same time that there's an increase in number of murders and transgender women, same time that a lot of brown, uh, a lot of black women in the U.S. have gone missing, even only here in this country, right? Um, I, I it's, 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 it's something that has just been playing on my mind just to, this is what's interesting. Hundreds of murders, uh, South Africa's, you know, we speak on this all the time. Hundreds of women are murdered in South Africa every year. So I'm sure it's even thousands, right? The number is disgusting. It's the highest, in, it's one of the highest in the world. Um, women go missing daily. You go on Facebook, please help me find my friend this. Please help me find this person. Please help me find this person. When Unene, Unene uh, 2018, uh, when she was murdered and it became a whole thing and we covered it on the podcast. Uh, there was an a, a almost uncalculable set of circumstances that led to this particular story standing out. For one, she was an attractive young lady. Not the only attractive young lady, but she was an attractive young lady. She comes, she was popular. Not the only popular person to go missing, no popular. Comes from a wealthy, comes from a well-off family. Not the only person to go missing that comes from a well-off family, but some, but never the cases. UCT, the graphic, like there's 
it's like our oh it, i just I, I feel a way about every stick that we put in in place to continue to help and shine light on this issue how much do we judge who's putting that stick and why that stick is being put up well i think that's i mean we can, i don't know if we can judge like element by element stick by stick category by marked category but i think the larger thing that we need to decide for ourselves is and when we have conversations about anybody going missing are we having them in a way to sensationalize the tragic loss of this person because they were white or beautiful or influential or you know what i mean or are we having a conversation that speaks to keeping everybody safe that speaks to the the edges of our understanding of what's going on with us why would somebody what 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 makes people do this right in, in the case of gabby petito are we having conversations that are centered around healthy relationships around knowing the signs of healthy and unhealthy relationships recognizing them in your friends supporting them right are we are we having conversations about safety when when traveling right are we having productive conversations that are going to keep people safe in the future or are we just kind of sensationalizing whatever's happening for as much clicks and views as we can perpetuating this depression we all feel because every time we look at the news it's just everything is so extreme and so dire and so devastating i i, I don't know if the answer to that is is that we're having those conversations in in the way that benefits and educates and heals the the greatest number of us um, if, if we're going to stick true to what it, if we're going to stick true to, um, having those types of conversations, right. And, and just briefly going over the different types of signs around a healthy relationship and whatnot, it's, it's, it, it is undoubtedly quite difficult and would almost take a professional to be able to get somebody to realize that they're in a situation that is, um, dangerous for them, Right. Male or woman, I, I I do not want to speak too extent about something that's happening closer to me and my friend group. However, I I know a somebody that is being abused by he is being abused by his partner, right? So from from not not necessarily physical, but no doubt by the by the virtue of the textbook of what is considered emotional and financial abuse, that's exactly what's happening. But how, how do you, even in having that conversation, you, you know, like, man, this is almost futile to be able to have it because this person is, is not necessarily ready to be able to leave that person. And also there's the reality of if you're in a relationship, you come and you tell me something about your partner and then I tell you, no, man, your partner's terrible, they ain't this, they ain't that, next week you're back with them. Now we still have to sit in the stink of this image that you have given me of your partner at their worst and lowest moment, right? What, what I appreciate about you as a friend, anytime we have conversations around in relationships and everything, you allow, you center back into not what this partner is doing, but what the options in terms of what their actions can be interpreted as, going into understanding what the intention is and, you know, how... I'm feeling out of it. And that relationship, I'm not saying that that's what I was in. I'm just giving an explanation of how to be able to engage with somebody. Yeah, that sense. No, I feel you. And that's, and that's really important. And you've described a very tough situation, right? Where your 
friends with somebody and they've talked to you about this person that they're with their partner and they've told you some things that trouble you and now you have to but they're still with them and now you have to navigate your relationship with your 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 friend's partner that you might not have the same amount of respect for and my advice is always to keep the same energy right uh you don't the the difficult part about keeping that energy is you don't always want to let your friend's partner know everything that your partner has divulged to you right because some of that is the extent of those conversations is a part of your relationship and the confidentiality that should be kept between you and your best friend so it is a very complicated situation but if for example and thank god i haven't but if i ever felt like i was in a position where your partner was being abusive to you i can't i can't pretend to like that person now me and that that person and that person is gonna and that person is gonna feel that right and that doesn't necessarily mean i have to be mean or rude to them but they're not gonna have the support and the relationship's not gonna have the support that i would give it if it was healthy and me and and if that person does feel that then we can have an honest conversation about that uh being respectful to all parties involved but it's a very it's a very difficult conversation. And I would say that the primary thing is that you just got to if this is somebody that you really rock with, if this is a close friend, then all you can do is continue to be honest with them. Right. And that might be difficult. That might estrange you from the relationship a little bit because they might not be willing to see the light. But if you if you lie or if you downplay, then only that that only leads them further to the path of doing the things that are going to harm them. And when they do hopefully what you really want to happen is whether you show it to them or they've they have to go through it to go through it and see it themselves eventually they'll be in a space where they do see what was going on they do see the, the abuse and they do see who was on in their corner on the right and wrong sides of that mm. keep it honest keep it real but also make sure that you have other people to talk to outside of that relationship about the stress that you're now going through trying to support this friend man it gets deep it gets deep. It gets deep. Hey, man, thank you for allowing us to have that conversation. If you haven't checked out this Boondocks episode that we got posted up here, definitely, definitely check it out. That is quality television. Trust me. Trust me. And now, out of all of these dark conversations that we went into, Mr. Miles Xavier, we're going get, to get to get into our favorite part of the show. Can you tell the people why, 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 why we consider this the favorite part of the show? We love recommended and review because that's where we get to interact with you. You know what I'm saying? We review what you recommend. We recommend what we think is cool. And this week, we getting into now. Uh, and then life was beautiful. And then life was beautiful. Quick question: Do you pronounce that now or nail? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I pronounce it one way and in my head it's the other way. So if I pronounce it now, it's definitely nail in my head. But either way, if, if, if that way I'm now, never wrong. <laughs> now, nail, if you're listening, correct us in the comments. You know what I'm saying? Do 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 whatever. If you're a now fan, you know, we'll take we'll take we'll defer to you as well. But and then life was beautiful. And then the album was beautiful, man. It was great. That one was indeed beautiful. This is um, this this is some this is our type of music, for lack of a better term. This is our type of music. 
Yeah, man. I think if you've been following us, we've been we've been reviewing a lot of hip hop lately, man. And we've and we've been we've been blessed with a lot of hip hop lately. The Drake album, the 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 J Cole album before that, Kanye album. We had ESTG, Forty Two Thug. We had Mozzie. We had Baby Keem. We've done a lot of hip hop reviews. Isaiah Rashad. I think the last R and B review we might have did was Fabo Soquarius, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, we we did Soquarius. Uh, we we've done a few. We've done a few, man. You know, we're deep R. We we love R and B over here, so we definitely have done a few. Um, this one is particularly exciting because we've been following. Uh, now, now we've decided. Miles, I'm going with how Miles pronounces. Nail. <laughs> I'm nail. 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 I'm just nail. Say nail. So it's that big. It's nail. We've been following her for a while since uh, 2014. And she dropped that so good mixtape. I think uh, that was back in the SoundCloud days. We were we were on top of that. That Adore You track was flipped by uh, that had Abby John on it, which was um, deep SoundCloud days. If you're into that Abby John, then you're familiar with that Chris Brown. Find China remix, you're familiar with that, that Christopher Matthews remix, you know what I'm saying? So uh, she definitely dropped that on us, and it was it was really exciting, followed up by February 15th as well, uh, 2015. Very, very, very sweet. You know, she's always had a, a presence in the SoundCloud days. That's why we had a deep, deep, deep appreciation for it. Now makes music that particularly reminds me of the type of black woman that I love to spend my time with. You know, when I think of songs for breakups or for jubilations or for celebrations or even for swinging in the chandeliers, if you know what that means, a lot of now's music comes out. That Another Lifetime song is still an homage to somebody that I might have to meet in another lifetime. That Make It Out Alive featuring Sir is still an homage to a time where I had to make it out alive with a special somebody, you know what I'm saying? So she's done that, and I think she did it again on this album. Yeah, thank you for giving us such a, a a colorful background of this artist. I'm I'm right there with you, remembering and being proud of like just her growth from from those SoundCloud days. And I think anybody who's been following her for for any amount of time has their has their own gems that just uh just hit, just really really hit. For me, it's that Bad Blood. Whew, man, uh, is that uh, Fool to Love? There's some there's some jams in in this woman's catalog, and it's and it's beautiful to see her continue to add to that. I I, I want to point out that her albums that have contained those songs in the past have been great. Saturn, uh, great, 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 great projects. So she follows right up with this. What I will say is that much like the uh, the Snow Allegra album, which I love, love, love. Right, I'm. I'm in the I'm in a I'm in a great place romantically. You know, I I feel great. I feel good. You know what I'm saying? No animosity at all to be had on anybody's part. And so it's funny listening to an album of such good music that's rooted in in a lot of it is breakup themed, right? And that is that is a true sign of some some powerful music with some staying power. Is if you can feel that 
and you don't necessarily have to be going through it. If you can, if it can take you there back to that last moment or, or, you know, to the, to the other people in your life that might be, that it might apply to it, if it finds a way to make you feel it without you having to be going through that actual thing right now, there are certain songs that I love just because it captured what I was going through when I heard it. But this mm-hmm. is the opposite. This is good. Whether I'm going through it, whether I'm relating it to myself or someone else, this just this is a great this is a great piece of work, man. Uh, do you do you have some do you have some highlights from this joint? Definitely, man. Definitely, I love I love her features as well. It speaks to her the the features are right in the same bag as her type of what we would render this this neo neo soul movement that's coming out. You know, you see her pulling in Lucky Day. You see her pulling in uh, Liana La Havas. I did I did Kunle Gold. You know. Um, all, all very, very people that are contributing right now to this neo soul renaissance that we're enjoying so much. So off of that, that good luck with Lucky Day, super dope. Uh, Antidote, bro, it's got that Afro beats jigging it. It's about to be summertime this side. We are two feet deep in Afro beats and Amapiano, so that fits the vibe and weather for this side. Super, super dope. Uh, opening track I really liked a lot with the Unlavas. You can't miss. Burnt out, I was a big fan of. So. In all in all, I think a, a very a very solid solid uh, offering from 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 now. Saturn still to me edges this out a little bit just because um, again I was going through something when I heard it and it stayed with me. But that being said, you know who, who knows where this one could live after uh, a few more spins. What about you? Yeah, man, and I appreciate you situating now amongst our neo soul peers. But there's something extra as well, you know, and and she constantly delivers on that. The production, I need to go through this with the credits because the production on this is crispy, bro. Like the transition, the sounds, the openings, the closings of the songs, they are just well fine-tuned. Uh, and But there's something creative, a, a splash of orange, that she just throws in in these projects, right? In the figurative sense. There's just some, there's so much color. Her voice is so lush, whether she's doing the falsettos or kind of a more rumbly grounded voice. There's there's something just extra that she has. Uh, and that makes it even, that takes it kind of from R&B and gives it, makes it palatable to the pop audience without that kind of, that that bubblegum feel it still feels deep it still feels soulful can't say enough good things about her but i really i mean and it's hard to even pick out highlights from this antidote is definitely definitely a solid one uh i love weight that's just that's just a beautiful that's just a beautiful song man she's she she put that she put some oh she put some soul into that one man uh nothing's for sure woman might be one of my favorite joints amazing grace this is this is just yeah. There's I I it, I don't know. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even pretend to pick what I feel like anybody who listens to this would have different favorite songs from it. It is it is fire now and then life was beautiful. Uh, this is a this is a four point five out of five for me. Like I've ran it through three or four times in the whip, in the shower, uh, chilling. Like this is this is great music. This is great music, and um, if you need some music to get you through something, I, I would not, 
I would not overlook this as well. So I can't say enough now. And then life was beautiful. N-A-O. Go check that out. Go get that. What say you? Hey, man, I'm going to go and stand right behind my brother on this one for sure. Um, we we love this type of music. I'd say now is one of those artists that you can go listen to them live or not know the words of the songs and still love every piece of her performance and how she puts together her music and how intentful she is with her voice. As you say, we are living in a great time of R&B and Neo Soul. If you don't know about this in the same way that in the 80s and 90s, we had Erika Badu, we had Jill Scott, we had Lauren Hill, we had um, Shade Adu, we, we had uh, the, the, the brand new heavies. There's, we are living in that time right now so if you're about that type of music you wake up you go give this a listen get your picnic on with that special somebody because lord knows lord knows that we know oh yeah man we know we are fully aware and constantly struggling battling contending with the fact that there's too many podcasts out there man you know so if you're gonna get on a mic you better do so with a purpose you better do so for the people. And that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? We know that you have a choice when you comes to choosing a podcast, whatever you choose to auditorily enjoy. And we appreciate you for choosing the Auto Way Live podcast. We know that you probably had to scroll past a couple other podcasts to get here. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate each and every one of those swipes until you clicked on this logo, until you clicked on the, the, the beautiful, soulful, sultry tones of Chestnut, that's my brother, and Hazelnut Tones to join us for this celebration of life, the celebration of love, the celebration of celebrating, the celebration of how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good as way? It's my favorite thing, bro. In the world. And we hope that wherever in the world you are, it feels good to be you. Like that, eat something delicious, hug somebody you love, peace, water, we gone.